On a mission to help people learn to heal themselves on a cellular level, Paige Frizzone joins me today on Awaken and Ascend to talk about bringing the invisible to the visible for sustained health and well-being. I'm Jennifer Regular, your host and also known as the Soul Illuminator at Lighting the Path. So excited that you are all joining us today. And first, let me just tell you a little bit more about our guest. Paige Frizzone is a subconscious health practitioner, published writer, poet, and psychosomatic speaker stationed in Boulder, Colorado. She's the founder and owner of her integrative practice, the Inner Realm Wellness LLC, <laughs> where she and her clients around the globe, helping them to process trauma and disease on a subconscious and therefore sustainable level. Her work is fueled by losing a decade of her life to anorexia, severe depression, anxiety, self-harm, various traumas, and ineffective prescription medication. Paige, <laughs> I am so happy that you are here and then so honest and courageous to share what you've been through. Thank you so much. It's such a joy to be here with you and to have the connection that we have. And, you know, time does a funny thing. It just helps deepen that which was already there. And so I'm really appreciating that right now, just in our connection. And then, yeah, I don't know that bio. It's a wild trip. Every single time I hear it, I'm like, wow, is that really me? Was that really my life? And it is such a important thing to be able to own and name and acknowledge and integrate for myself, just knowing that, you know, life has given us a reason to become the people that we are. And it is those things, those chapters that have fueled my reason for being my reason for living and also who I am as a practitioner and being able to be of service, knowing what the shadow really holds and what that life looks like too. Absolutely. And do you remember that turning point, that pivot that took you in a different direction from having those different disease and disorders into becoming the health practitioner that you are today. Do you remember where that kind of shifted things for you? Yeah, I do actually. And it was about maybe five or six years ago, I was in my seventh bout of treatment, I had been a revolving client in the same center. And I knew the ropes, I knew the language better than anybody I knew what mindfulness techniques we were practicing, I knew how the brain worked, I knew the thoughts that I was having, I was very self aware about all of the things I struggled with. And I remember walking out of this treatment center after my insurance kind of gave out and I was worse than I was when I walked in. And this was my last Hail Mary because I had been through this process so many times that I was perceiving, what am I going to do if this doesn't work? Because I've tried everything else. And I actually crossed a personal boundary that I kind of promised myself I would never reach, which was becoming suicidal. And I thought that no matter how hard life was and no matter how much I had struggled, I was pretty sure down the road that that would never have been a reality for me, that I wasn't capable of getting to that point. And lo and behold, you know, after a decade of struggling and probably struggling far prior to that without my knowledge at the time, I reached this breaking point. And it was in this breaking point where I had received all the care I could have possibly ever received. And nothing was working. And even the staff members are asking, like, why is she getting worse? This doesn't make any sense. Nobody understood 
quote unquote, what was wrong with me. And I became more of an enigma than ever and more of a liability than ever because I wasn't really the compliant client. I like really struggled to understand why I was doing what I was doing with the protocols in play. And so uh, after being the perfect patient for a really long time, I became pretty rebellious. And I think that's common. But I remember having the thoughts after I had, you know, the suicide suicidality, I guess you could call it suicidal ideation, where I, that was my biggest red flag to myself, because I had known that 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 would never become a thing for me. And then it did. And when that happens, that transition of, oh, I've crossed my own boundary, or this red flag is is becoming a huge and fast increasing slip, that's that's really going fast. So I had the realization that nobody could save me but myself that nobody could say me about myself. And I remember that thought because I said, we've tried, we've all tried. It takes a village and I've had the village. I've had the psychiatrist. I've had the nutritionist. I've had the therapist. I've had everything and everyone. And I'm so grateful for that support. I would not be who I am without those people at all. At the same time, it really was this brutal wake up call of the universe saying, you know, if, if it's not you, it's no one. And I had to take a look at myself hard and deep. And I was like, listen, this is not going the way that we wanted this to go. And now it's not seemingly in our control anymore. So we have to take control back. And so I had really taken everything that I had learned in treatment. And I had this epiphany of, of like, wait a second, in treatment, they're only talking about the conscious brain. They're only talking about 5% of our mind. They're talking about the parts of us that we're aware of. But what about the parts of us that we're not aware of? Because I've, I've sailed with flying colors regarding self-awareness. And so many people who struggle are very smart people and they know what's going on with them. But that's not enough to shift the behavior. And so I had been studying at school at that time. I had learned about contemplative psychology and I had so much under my belt as far as Western care, because that's the treatment world I was living in. And I started studying about EMDR and Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine and the subconscious and trauma and the nervous system. And all of my world opened up because it wasn't about top-down processing anymore. It was about bottom-up processing. And no matter how much I struggled at that time in my life, I was a great student and I was a great learner and I was always curious, even when I was really in pain. And so one thing led to another and I discovered this system that incorporates over 14 modalities from Eastern and Western medicine combined. And I'm very much a proponent or an advocate for integrative health. I don't think there's just one way. And so this was the most effective way that I found for myself, first and foremost, of like, oh, this is accessing parts of me that I never would have consciously gone to, even if I had sat in a therapy chair for the next 30 years of my life. And so that was the beginning of the rest of it for me. What a journey that you've been on. And like you say, there's that awakening that happens that we move into a different space and place in our brain and our minds that opens us up to other possibilities, other perspectives. You know, there's an opening that makes us curious in a way and led you to study all of those different modalities and schools of thought and recognizing the role of the subconscious. You know, despite all the knowledge and everything we have, I totally hear what you're saying, right? And then we can really shame ourselves for that, couldn't we? You know, like that we should know better, for example, right? And putting that pressure on ourselves, but also recognizing how self-compassion can really help us through that. 
So what actually made you feel better? Yeah, so I had to walk the walk because up until finding this subconscious healing system that's so comprehensive and so elaborate and so intricate, I couldn't actually get certified in this process without having done it myself. And thank goodness for that quality control because it's so easy in this day and age to pay something, get a certificate, call yourself whatever you want, and then you know be of service, quote unquote, when you haven't really done the firsthand work. And so the proof is in the pudding, as they say, I started raising my vibration by doing self sessions and also doing, you know, demonstrations and also self study as far as being under mentorship and guidance in the appropriate ways. And uh, this system or this process, you know, depending on your own pace of life, you could do it in six months, you could do it in five years, you could do it as, as long or short as you want to do it. I gave myself a solid two years, which was really what I needed and wanted at that time. And I let my body and my life and my vibration show me when I was feeling good enough to be of service or when I was really in a healthy integrous place where I was fully embodied and so uh, the work did the work you know the work did what the work needed to do and uh, and I started developing this bottomless energy I started developing this passion and this urgency to communicate this work in a way where first and foremost I don't think it it has been done quite like this before the the modern movement of medicine is understanding epigenetics and understanding that cells hold ancient DNA and that when we don't process our original memories that at the root are responsible for triggering present day symptoms and present day emotional patterns and present day thoughts right like when we get to the root of what's been so stagnant that's creating disease in the body and disease in the mind and spirit, then those things start to naturally heal. Mm -hmm. And so there's been this huge unlayering or, you know, unfolding of the onion where it wasn't just about doing the work for myself because I needed it, um, but then of being of service of the highest integrity where, you know, every single client is different and everyone's coming in with different experiences. And I try really hard to straddle the line between textbook learning, because I think that's a beautiful form of learning where we know what we know because we've studied, but then also the personal inquiry, the compassionate inquiry of all the things we've been through in our life experience. You know, I think people are looking for more of that these days because it's not just about what you know in your brain, it's about what you know in your body. And that that wisdom is unlike anything else. And so those are a lot of the ways that I've been able to continue evolving. And then once I perceived that I was healthy enough or well enough to be of service after certification, I was hit with a lot of humble pie because the work is never done. And here I was and I was like, I'm finally healed. And it's so silly, right? Like the work never ends. And I completely honor that moment of my life. But having a business that is in the service world of being a service provider or non-medical healthcare professional is something I've liked to explore recently as well. Uh, we are walking, talking works in process and our clients mirror us and we mirror them. And, you know, we wouldn't be able, in my opinion, to be successful as practitioners if we weren't continuing to do the work. And so that's something that doesn't have to be explained. Like people just can feel that from you if you're doing it right. 100%. It's, it's really, truly having that connection, connection to what is real for people, you know, not just taught about, like you say, but actually have lived experience of it, and been exposed to it. And 
know what to expect and how that could feel because again every single person is having their own experience as well and then there's all of our dna these tiny 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 little cells hold so much information and imprints of everything that's ever been experienced along our ancestral line just like even so hard to even imagine and yet it's very real and so it does take time to work through and kind of clear that away it's almost like having you know those dry erase boards and using a permanent marker and then you have to like rub it off and you know it starts fading away but there's still an imprint that remains and that's what's happening as we're going through our healing journey and yet you come to a place of wholeness which is really what healing is right feeling whole and aligned and complete and yet we're always evolving as well so it's not like we're getting knocked down again or backtracking or undoing or all that wonderful work if we start to experience some trauma and challenges again. Yeah. It's just another way of us evolving through the human experience, only we're better equipped to deal with it. If we've been doing the work, it really strengthens our spirit and sustains us for being able to move forward in our life and have more capacity to hold all of the experiences that we came here to have and to hold and to share. And people talk about, you know, making our message out of our mess. And so I'm curious what you've discovered through your mess, <laughs> what the message is for you. What did you learn? Oh goodness, so much. It's almost like, what didn't I learn? Because it, it, it's so vast, it's almost inexplicable. And even as a writer, for me to say that is a humbling moment because I think it's my job to try and articulate these things. But, you know, I, I'm reminded of the sacred spiral when you're speaking of these ways in which these messages keep showing up. And it's like, we perceive that they're the same. The brain is actually programmed to believe that nothing changes. And at the same time, we're just on different rungs. We're zooming out, we're zooming out, we're zooming out. And so even though we might be at the same, you know, um, level, looking at center, we're actually two rungs back, right? We're three rungs back. And so we are making progress, but it's our perceptions that need shifting. And so I've learned that we should never believe everything that we think because it's not an accurate representation of our truth and that we are all compilations of past parts of us that are wise and brilliant. And because of that, we don't have to get so stuck in the mind trying to analyze or process where it's coming from. Why am I this way? The shame and the blame, like all of the emotions that we feel our messengers, all the symptoms that we communicate are communicating for a reason, or sorry, all the symptoms that our body is communicating our messengers and they're speaking for a reason, right? And so I've just kind of taken this roomy like lens where I, I treat emotions like the guest house, like they're all here visiting us for a reason. If you haven't read that poem, I highly recommend it. It's my favorite, but you know, we treat messenger or emotions as messengers and they're all sitting at this table. And if, if there's not enough space, we make space. We bring up another chair, we set another place for them. And we actually inquire, we're like, hey, I see that you're really activated or you're super loud right now. And I really want to honor and hear what it is that you're saying. And so what is that? What is that voice that you're communicating and how can I best serve and, and support? And so asking questions, right? Asking questions instead of declaring that I have answers because we never really have the answer, but just living more in this nebulous place, this fluid place. I too, I don't see um, 
I don't see reactions anymore as an indicator of regression or as backpedaling or, you know, like we can't undo the work that we've done. We always have us at the end of the day. And if parts get activated, they're parts and it doesn't have to become all of us, but it also means that there's just more healing that's ready to be done. And there's more parts of us that are communicating out of protection. And so my whole orientation around emotions, which are simply energy and motion, right? Uh, has changed. It's not a stagnant place anymore within me. It's it's these wise parts that want to move. They want to communicate and they want to be heard. And it forces me into my inner parent where I get to coax my inner child. And that relationship has just bloomed and blossomed. And so, you know, on a macro lens, it's changed my entire energy and vibration and, and awareness of consciousness and existence in general. And those things are just beyond because if you were to tell me that that's what the result of healing was going to be, I never would have known what you were saying. It would have gone right over my head. And it is something that I think can only be glimpsed at or truly resonated with once we have done our own walk, like the hero's journey, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, that guest house from Rumi is a beautiful poem. So wise, like so many of his poems are. And there was a line for another one too, about don't go back to sleep, mm. right? Once we've had that awakening, we kind of reach a point of no return, although sometimes it can feel like we're going backwards or we want to give up, just kind of shut the door or give up in some way. And like he says, don't go back to sleep. You know, there's still more to experience still, still mm. more that we need to face, you know, good things and not so great things, pleasant things, neutral things, you know, it's all available to be experienced. So how then can we bring the invisible to the visible so that we continue to sustain this healing journey? Yeah, this is this is a great question. This is kind of the meat of it. Like, how do we know that it's there if we can't see it, right? Or if we can't believe it, or if we can't feel it? This is kind of the synopsis of spirituality in its total existence because just because we can't maybe touch it doesn't mean that it's not there right same thing with our bodies like just because we can't see the cells or the organs or the glands or the pathogens or the senses or the systems doesn't mean we're not anatomically composed of these things and that is a miracle but it's also a fact and so this is where perception is really important important because perception is a way in which we've sensationally or sensorily experienced our life and we can only see through our own lens of perception and so just because we have certain perceptions doesn't mean that they're not uh doesn't mean that they're true right perceptions are beliefs and beliefs are thoughts that we keep thinking as abraham would say and so there's a difference between beliefs and truths and people get really caught in this. And, you know, we can have beliefs that we really believe and they might be good beliefs to have, right? But again, there's a difference between believing something which is innately filtered through our own experience. Confirmation bias means we'll only see the things that we believe to be true and that's down to the sensory level. So if I believe that I can't afford it, for whatever reason, I can't afford it. Whatever it is, I can't afford it. If that's my belief, I'm only going to touch and smell and see and taste and hear through that lens, even if I don't want to. Even if the wise part of me knows that I'm actually okay, 
the subconscious 95% of me is going to dominate every single time. And so it's going to innately create experiences that we maybe don't wish to have even when we're working on it, you know? And so we have all these wise parts. And so we can start bringing first and foremost awareness to the invisible. Uh, I love doing this in the form of like stream of consciousness writing. So you can mm -hmm. ask questions. You can literally type out questions to your guides or you know your your angels or whoever it is that your team is for you. And you can type out questions that maybe your conscious aware self wants to know. And whatever comes through is perfect. And whatever comes through is magic. And it's also whatever you perceive it to be, but you're creating this way. I love writing because it's the way in which we're, we're, we're making the invisible within visible externally without. And so that's a beautiful way. Um, other ways to bring the invisible to the visible are to ask more questions to meditate, right. And to bring the inarticulable to the articulable realm. Right. And so Sometimes this is as simple as like just writing down your thoughts. I don't journal much anymore, to be honest, because I don't know that it's of service unless it's positive affirmations or things that are goal oriented or dreams or desires of mine. I like staying in that higher vibrational place. But again, the thoughts that we think are invisible. And so to get that to the visible realm, we write it down and then we're conduits. We are the source that creates right? This object, this water bottle was once an, a thought. And so that too is a way the invisible came to the visible. And so if we start with this conversation, we start with the awareness of not just asking me this question, but everybody asking themselves, like, how do you bring your invisible to the visible? How do you bring your wounds to the visible? How do you speak what is otherwise maybe unspeakable? That's how healing starts happening because we're actually creating new habits and we're doing things that we otherwise wouldn't do. And then whatever needs to reveal itself reveals itself. And I think that's the stardust of life. That's so beautiful. So is that the way you start with your clients then when they come in to see you? So with clients, mm -hmm. what I just shared is like something that feels really tangible for anybody to do. But with clients, we walk through a really intricate journey together. And what we'll do to bring the invisible to the visible is first and foremost, we'll get connected through something called the connection. We'll align the mind, body, spirit to the present moment by tapping and activating different points of the, of the body. And then we will take inventory of the physical. And so I'll just ask people, what are the physical symptoms you're experiencing? How would you rate each of them zero to 10? And we're going to dig here. We're going to dig because in society, it's very easy to push and repress and, you know, not acknowledge the things that don't feel good to acknowledge. This is about bringing them closer so we can transmute and we cannot shift something until we acknowledge where we are and what we're working with. So what we observe, we get to influence and we have to know what we're observing to influence something. And so, so even the things that we've settled with, maybe it's like a, a birthmark that bothers us sometimes on our foot, or maybe it's just this dry skin we've had forever that we're just used to by now, where I had a client yesterday say, I've struggled with it for 15 years, so it doesn't bother me. And I'm like, well, it's still a conversation in the body, but we've normalized it in our minds. And so that doesn't mean that that's natural for the body to experience that symptom, right? And so we will work really hard to bring up those things that the mind has worked to settle or normalize. And then we'll do the same thing for emotions. And I don't need to know details about what people are going through. I just want them to tune into the stress of their life, whether it's an incident or a relational dynamic or how they treat themselves or whatever it is. And we'll make a list, a grocery list of the emotions they're experiencing 
how they'd rate them zero to 10, 10 being the worst they could be. And just in doing that, we are bringing the invisible to the visible. And from there, we get to make a conscious choice because all the things we listed are not conscious choices, they're reactions. And we get to set an intention based on the heart's desire. And then we're going to actually program that intention so that we can start seeing, smelling, tasting, touching, and hearing through that lens, that vibrational reality that we're producing chemically in our system. So it's really intricate. And again, 14 different modalities from Eastern and Western combined. But once we know what we're working with, then we're going to journey into the invisible and we use muscle reflex testing to communicate with the subconscious mind and we all have this innate spiritual biofeedback system. And the subconscious is so brilliant because it is psychology and science, but it also is this mystical anatomical thing. And we get to trust it to show us where we need to go. And it will take us into the exact memory we need to upgrade on a cellular level so that we know which memory, whether it's from this lifetime, past lifetime, or generational patterns, are responsible for triggering the stress that they came in with in the body as well as their emotions. And so it's kind of this game of whack-a-mole because uh, once we knock down one memory, other memories come up and we all have infinite memories to heal since we're triggered subconsciously without even knowing it every few seconds, just based on seeing colors or smelling things or tasting things. And this is the game of working with the parts of us that we don't even know need healing, right? Because we're so dominant with that 5% of the conscious choosing mind, the part that's controlling this conversation right now, that we forget to go deeper. And when we go deeper, under the iceberg is the substance. And that is what we have to bring to our awareness of consciousness. And then from there, we have to heal it on a cellular level. If we just have the awareness, but we don't actually heal it, that pattern will continue to show up. We can be really aware of that pattern but it's not going to make it sustainable for us to be recovered from that pattern. And so once we get all those memories that are triggering whatever that behavior is, and it might be a lot of memories, so it might take a little time. But once that happens, those patterns don't show up anymore at all. Mm -hmm. And so it is kind of mind blowing because people are like, I'm sorry, I've only known depression my whole life. What are you saying that I can be big and powerful and empowered and embodied? And they almost don't know what that means or looks like. And I get that. And so it's familiar and comfy in some ways to stay in the dark, even though it's a very uncomfy place. Mm -hmm. And so the transition from the light, we're not just talking about glimpsing how good it can be. We're talking about raising our standards for life so that we cannot even tolerate the thoughts we once lived with 24 seven or the feelings that we're used to having all the time. This is about upping our standard, living up to that standard, exceeding that standard and knowing that that is why we're on the planet right now. Wow. I love it. I love it. Thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> that is absolutely incredible. And so how can people connect with you to get a little taste of that to kind of if they're open to raising the standards for their life and wanting to maybe experience something a little different? Not so sure yet that, you know, they want to totally invest in it. I know that you're generously offering a 30 minute call for anyone who's tuning into this. So thank you for that. And so what can people expect when they do click on that link that we have in the show notes for it? 
Totally. Yes. So my free discovery call, totally complimentary. If you're like, ah, I've tried a zillion things already. Nothing has worked. Nothing has helped. I'm not a therapy person. Maybe you are a therapy person, but you want to be making more and bigger strides. This can be a really expedited process for you. And so we'll use our time to first and foremost, get to know each other because the work is just as important as who you're doing the work with. I really believe that. And so we'll sync with each other. I want to learn about you. I want to learn what you've been experiencing that you'd like to shift if you could. I would love to learn what types of um, medications or supplements you might be taking as well as who's on your dream team right now. So maybe you already have a naturopath or maybe you do have a therapist or maybe this is the beginning of it all for you, right? Wherever you are in your journey, we'll just tap into how this subconscious healing work might be of service to you and what you can expect and different ways in which we can proceed going forward. Um, I'll usually recommend that we, if you do want to start with me, that we'll do like our big 90 minute intake session. And that way you'll have a huge journey and you'll have a really good understanding by the end of our first session, what we're in for and how this work can benefit. And so we'll reassess after session one of like, what do you want your pace to be going forward? Some people like to do weekly, some people do less than that. Some people do more. And so we'll really feel into that in a way that makes the most sense. And, um, and yeah, and it's, it's something that I find benefits those from all walks of life. You don't have to have any prereqs other than a willingness to, to change and a desire to change. And you don't have to know what that looks like yet. We'll talk about all those details when we're together. And, um, and for those who are not quite ready to connect just yet, that's great. I also have a free gift and my free gift is a comprehensive affirmation and resource kit for sustained health and wellness. And so for people who, again, are just starting their journey, or maybe you just need a little bit more support right now, it's a choose your own adventure type of gift. And so this is usually the guidance I offer clients when we're not in session so that you can practice whatever it is that you're focused on, whether it's your mindset, whether it's like getting into your body, whether it's detoxing or helping chronic or acute pain. So once you download this gift, you have free reign to check out any and all of the exercises. I say you don't want to want to you don't want to bite off more than you can chew, right? But the the goal really is it's there when you need and want it. There's tons of external resources, meditations, yoga, stuff like that. And even if you commit to just one thing today, and it could be as big or small as an extra glass of water every day, that is the commitment muscle that we're wanting to work to foster your next best version. And so just trust in it and know that no steps are too small, but that there are infinite ways to heal and you do have support if you want it. Incredible. And is there a website page that people can go to just to learn more? You bet. Yeah. So there's a ton of information on my website, which is www.innerrealmwellness.life. So inner realm, there's two R's there, innerrealmwellness.life. And you can learn more about me, learn more about this work, what types of modalities we'll be going after. You don't have to understand this process for it to really work, but I do encourage you having your own experience. And so for those that are like, but what am I in for? Again, we'll chat about that in the discovery call and then we'll have a journey together. So you'll know immediately. I find that people's souls recognize this work really fast and everyone's different. So people's systems will be in different moments of, of readiness and that's okay. But I really work to be delicate and intentional about walking you through every step so that you know where we're going for that conscious analytical brain that wants to figure it out. 
Absolutely. And Paige is the real deal, people. So I highly recommend you check out more of her. And of course, you've probably felt that through our conversation today and everything that you shared, Paige, was so valuable. I so appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Thank you for holding such a beautiful space and for having me on. It's always an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad for that. And I'm so grateful for each and every one of you that have been tuning in too. And if you do want to take advantage of these incredible gifts that Pedro is offering or just to connect and check out the website, all those links are just down below in the show notes. And if you've loved this conversation, this video, then give us a thumbs up so it can reach more people and maybe even want to put a comment about what your takeaway was from today. We always love hearing from you. I am so excited <laughs> to have this show and have you all here on Awaken and Ascend. And Paige, is there anything else that you want to share with the audience? My goodness, I just completely trust the process, whatever that means. I encourage best as you can for you to trust it too and know that there's immense value in exactly the moment that you're in and that the work is always worth it. So I can't wait to see you. I so appreciate the listeners as well here on this call and just know that you're showing up today is really the work as well. And this is something that can influence the masses just by you doing your own work. So thank you. Mm -hmm. We'll see you again next time on Awakened and Ascend.